Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hi, Changemaker. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding. All right, so we are all the way into March now. And if you guys know what it is, right? It is the end of quarter one. (laughs) Maybe that's not what you're expecting me to say, but that's how I think. I really do think in quarters and I think um, in goals and objectives in your year. So I would like to know how you are doing so far in meeting your objectives and your goals for the year. For example, Has your nonprofit actually reached that fundraiser yet? Have you done it? Maybe in the beginning of the year, you said, okay, this year we're going to do an annual fundraiser. Have you actually scheduled it yet? Do you know what you're going to do? Maybe you said we're going to do a crowdfunding campaign this year. Have you scheduled it out? Do you know what you're going to raise money for? Now is the time to really get ahead of those things, right? Now that we're, we're wrapping up quarter one, it's time where you can really kind of look back and say, let's track some data. Let's see where we are. Now, you might be a freelance consultant, right, working with different nonprofits and writing grants or doing strategic planning, etc. Where are you in meeting your goals? Have you actually secured, you know, 10 clients so far, the 20 clients that you said you wanted to secure? Have you been to, you know, 10 different network mixers? Have you reached out to 50 different nonprofits? Whatever you have on your list of things that you need to do, right, to reach your goals. And we do talk about that a lot in nonprofit strategic planning and in the freelance master course. So we're really looking at helping you um, if you're looking at wanting to become a freelance um, consultant and transitioning into the freelance world of writing grants and or just doing nonprofit work. So I know some people that have taken that course before, they were like, you know what, I'm learning grant writing. This is great that you also have this included, but I really like the other stuff that you're talking about, the strategic planning. I really wanna do more of that. So they're able to take all of how to become a freelance consultant and take these diversified skills that we teach in there and then be able to adapt that to what they want to do. So just as a side note, if you are interested in getting on the waiting list, for the freelance grant writing nonprofit master course. Um, I am opening that up in April. So please send me an email, holly at grantwritingandfunding.com. This is a great course because it is a hybrid course, which means some of it is online. You'll get every single week, you'll get new videos, downloadables, templates, etc., to look at in your own time. And then we meet together once a week in a group where we actually discuss what we're learning. So instead of just giving you it all at one time and then having you work through it all on your own time and having no accountability, there is it's drip content, which means that you have certain content for every week, not all at once. And then we're able to talk about it and discuss it every single week. So that will go on for a number of weeks and then that way you'll be able to really get yourself set up as a freelance consultant and really start learning how to get clients, retain clients, grow your business, and develop grant writing skills as well as a diversified option of other skills that you can grow your consultancy, such as you know, doing a nonprofit organization wellness audit. Um, We teach that in there. We also teach different things that are important to you as a consultant to grow your 
business. So once again, send me an email, holly at grantwritingandfunding.com. If you are interested to get on that mailing list, I am only accepting a limited amount of people into that group because it's important to keep it where everybody still has a voice and we can really work with you more one-on-one and in that group setting. All right, guys. So, and of course that, that course is only open twice per year. All right, guys, so we're going to get into it today. Today, we're going to actually, what they like to call it in the mainland, jump across the pond, right? So we're actually going to be going over to Norway today. What? Yeah, you guys get to travel. (laughs) First class with me. All right, so we're going first class to Norway today to actually talk to my friend, Ger Sand Nilsson. He is pretty much amazing. All right, guys, so really interesting guy. Um, He's based in Norway. And he has been a serial entrepreneur opening six different businesses. And you might say, what does that have to do with grant writing? Well, a lot of his businesses that he's developed, he had to write the grants to get them started and to get the capital. He also lends a specific lens to looking at funding, grant funding in Europe. A lot of you have reached out to me and I just wanna give you a big shout out. Thank you so much for reaching out. (laughs) Um, From Europe and from other countries to be like, hey, I know you talk a lot about US funding, but what about the rest of the world? So I said, well, I'm not that familiar with the rest of the world, so I wanna bring on other experts that can talk about that. And Gare is one of those experts. So he really is able to show both the difficulties, the challenges, and some solutions in European grant funding. And guys, it is done very differently than in the United States. And of course, this is primarily for you if you are a grant writing consultant or you work at an NGO and you are from Europe and living in Europe. But it's also good for you as a consultant to listen to this because some of your clients might actually reach out to you from Europe. They might be in the EU, they may be wanting funding, and they may reach out to you. So in this way, you can really learn, hmm, these are some ways that I can help them. Or you may be an expat who's living in Europe, and this is a way that you can um, really help clients over there. So this is a great, great interview. He brings in a lot of tech-minded ideas as well, and I love this. It really reminded me a lot of the podcast we did with um, Angela uh, from Instrumental, and I said, oh my gosh, I need to connect you guys. So he's looking at building out some really cool online platforms to really help streamline the grant writing process and the grant finding process in the EU. And of course, he uh, shares a lot of great links today as well. So if you want to find out more about Gare and what he is doing in Europe and some of the links that he gives, and I'm just going to give a little sneak peek, um, ways that grant writers can actually get funded to write grants. They actually get grants to write grants in Europe. Very, very cool. He is giving me the links and you can definitely check that out at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 114. So once again, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 114. So without further ado, here is Gare Sand Nilsson. Hello, 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 Changemaker. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding with grantwritingandfunding.com. All right, I'm here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. And to do that, you know, we look at all types of things from grant writing to grant research to different kinds of funding strategies to even just having positive mindset. All of these things really make sense together. And I get a lot of questions, actually, not just from um, the people that are listening in the United States, but also the people that are listening out in Europe, in Australia, in Africa. We have a lot of listeners out there. So first off, I just want to say 
Thank you. <laughs> it's so awesome that you're coming, you're checking in, you're tuning in to the podcast or to the YouTube channel to find out more about grants and funding. I also am very aware that U.S.-based grants may be very different than other grants in other parts of the world. You know, different foundations have different aims. They have different priorities. There's different constructs and methodologies and how things are rolled out. So I was super excited when Garrison Nilsson reached out to me all the way from Norway and started, we started chatting about grants and grant funding and especially grant research. So on the show today, I have Garrison Nilsson. He is a Norwegian-based serial tech entrepreneur and thought leader. His experience is in app development, mobile marketing, social media, chat box, and educational technology. And for his ventures, Gare has raised both public and private funding from the Nordics, EU, Singapore, and the U.S. And of course, his latest venture is MrGrants.com, and he really focuses on using technology to make the world a better place. So I was super interested, of course, in, in talking to him, and I'm so excited to have you on the show today. So here we have Mr. Garrison Nilsson. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. I'm really excited about this. So yeah, like I said, we, we have a lot of people, a lot of listeners out there um, from Europe and, you know, and even from the States who might want to work with European uh, nonprofits. So can you kind of like, first off, just kind of tell us like, what got you interested in what you do? Because you do a lot in tech and in nonprofit work um, and raising money. So kind of like, what's been your pathway? Yeah, sure. Um, so first of all, I started out building stuff. That's my whole nature so mm -hmm. i dropped school when i was younger now i'm getting older but i dropped out of school to start building my first company and and when you start build something you don't have money right so you have to find it so one of the first jobs was to just try to figure out where do i find money so then we we had to start finding all these grants and those kind of things um so 15 years later i built I don't know, six businesses and I've always been stuck in this how to find money. And um, after a while, I kind of learned, learned the tricks here and think I managed it pretty well now and understood kind of some, some basic things. And we always ended up getting more, more money than we maybe should have. Um, that might be a good problem. thing. It might be a bad thing. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think that stage is really funny. I mean, you're, you're allowed to build this vision uh, and build like a pathway of like two, three years of you want to do something. I think that's super fun. So my nature is kind of finding money to build a dream is fantastic. Yeah, so now I just want to go back to do this a lot and help others do the same thing because there are lots of uh, small tweaks we can do to kind of do this faster, better uh, and get more money in less time. So what was your first business? It's a bit kind of, I don't want to say this, but I guess I kind of have to. Uh, I built a SMS spam uh, business. So I was the one who spammed you with SMSs. Oh, a spam uh, business. How interesting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, it is really interesting, actually, because I want you to do something you don't want to do. So I want you to click something. So I, I really learned to kind of, how do you say things super short to make mm -hmm. you take an action now and that skill is something you really want when you also write the grant 
Right. Uh, right? You, you want to, you need to find a way to kind of explain what you want people to do. Super sharp mm -hmm. to the point. So right. useful it, it was, mm -hmm. but it's really shady business, of course. I, I didn't stay, stay there long, but that's where I started it. I'm well, afraid. that was also, what, 15 years ago, right? So back when that was kind of first starting, I think, you know, more so on the internet. So it was kind of a different kind of framework back then as far as spam. But yeah, that's really interesting because I bet that would have helped you develop great skills, especially for asking for volunteers or donations, not just with grants, right? Because you need to be super short and succinct as well with that kind of language and how to develop a yeah. call to action. So yeah, super interesting. So um, yeah, so then what? So now up to 15 years and you've had a lot of development in different types of online businesses mostly or have there other been like inventory businesses or? Mainly stuff that can scale and that probably means some IT stuff. And so most of the time it's been some 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 kind of app, some kind of software where one more, one more client doesn't cost you anything more. So mainly tech, yeah. But building tech is mainly about understanding people. Mm -hmm. So my job has been a lot of understanding the needs and kind of talking to talking to people to understand what they really want. Uh, maybe not what they tell you, but what's the underlying need here, uh, and then to build something that solves it. And that's super fun as well, I think, because it's building a business that scales is 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 always comes down to understanding people. Um, right. That's great fun, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, that really understanding um, the problems they face, right? Like I always tell, um, especially people that go through like my freelance program, I say, it's not about selling to people. It's about finding a solution and helping people solve problems, right? So it's like when you look at it with that kind of hat, it's a different conversation. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Mm -hmm. and, and telling in, telling that in a really simple way. Because uh, mm -hmm. if people don't understand, they're lost. And you right. will not get money and you will not get sales. You will not get nothing happen. So, mm -hmm. yeah, really be able to tell it short and sweet and understandable. Always use like my mom there. Uh, she's, of course, older than me. And that's kind of obvious. But she's like a non-tech uh, typical mom. So if my mom doesn't understand it, I should do something else. Uh, so I always use her like like a test. Oh, that's super interesting. I really like that because that, that could be something even um, where people are like, okay, I don't know if this grant makes any sense. I always say, well, have somebody read it that may not know anything about what you do. You know what I mean? So like they have a good perspective of just being like, okay, does this even make sense? I'm not in it. Because oftentimes the people that are totally in the middle of it all, they are just, they think it makes sense. They think they've said all their points. They share that brain. But someone from the outside is like, mm, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's I really know. right. Yeah, so use your mom. That's a good one. Cool. So yeah, let's circle mm -hmm. to grants then. So you do, you've done a lot of grant writing for your businesses. Is that what you've done as well as nonprofit work? Or um, can you kind of speak to that a little bit? Yeah, so I started out doing it for my own. And then kind of things spread and, and when we got funding more and more people started to ask me to kind of help them out so i started out just to write write from on my own things but the last couple of years i helped quite a lot of others so in multiple businesses and multiple kind of industries so yeah so that kind of just 
exploded after a while. And, and last year, I kind of understood I have to focus on just this. So I just changed into only doing this now. But I don't have the ambition of writing it. I have the ambition of kind of helping others write better and, or I get more funding. So I'm, I'm really into how can I combine my grant skills knowledge and my tech skills so I can build something that helps others uh, save time and find the right grants and increase their chances of getting the funding if they decide to go for it. So that's where I am now, like a, like a, a strange mix of, of my old world and my new world and combining knowledge and, and tech again. Yeah. yeah, and those are great, great skills. And for those of you, some of you listening, like we've had um, Angela on from Instrumental, we've had other people on talking about their different types of tech and how it really relates to grants. And I think that's something that, you know, a lot of us maybe, you know, we have these nonprofits or we're working with nonprofits and we're overwhelmed by tech, but really tech can also be the solution. So, you know, when we're looking for grants, we're using usually our computers, <laughs> you know, we're using different search places and that sort of thing. So we actually need that tech to find grants and to really be able to, you know, see what is compatible. And as far as like, can you just talk about that as far as the EU? So we've shared a lot on the podcast about looking for American um, dollars in, you know, different US grants, but what about Europe? I do have a lot of questions about this. Is there a central database? You know, what are some of the challenges that, you know, you might have in Europe and what are some of, maybe is it streamlined in any way? Can you just kind of talk to that? Yeah, sure. So I spent some trying some time trying to find that single point of access where you can get a structured, uh, easy way to find your grant uh, or your call. And I haven't found that yet. So finding a grant in EU is 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 quite a mess, to be honest. Mm -hmm. EU has now uh, eighty billion dollars um, budget, and and they have tons of calls. And their website looks like it's from the 1990s. It's, it's super hard to find anything in there. So I think that that's maybe one of the bigger challenges right now to kind of how to navigate in, in, in this EU grant mess um, if you don't know exactly what you're, what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, no, there, there's no, there's no good database there are there are some people trying to build something and had they have built something but mm -hmm. uh, that helps you a little bit but i don't think they're good enough because it's just too much as of today and people don't spend enough time making that structured database mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's quite a challenge actually well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, interesting because I know even grants.gov for our uh, U.S. federal database, they've made big strides in really keeping it more modern and having blogs on there and having it, you know, easy to navigate. But even that, there's a learning process. So I can't imagine, you know, in the U EU, you know, the European Union, so it's a union, right, where there's 27 different countries that all have their own priorities, they have their own kind of funding streams, and they have their own um, even, well, I mean, they all use um, the euro for currency, but I met there's different types of inflation in different countries, right? So even looking at that. Yeah, and hard. it's only... It's actually only 19 who use, uh, use that, so oh, there are... Yeah, eight okay. others, um, and it's like nineteen other other 
countries as well who is not part of the EU. So it's a mix of languages, cultures, currencies, markets, which which makes everything everything more complex. The union part of the EU is actually important to know here. It's a union. It's mm-hmm. not one market. It's right. many. And and that's really 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 important to know. Mm-hmm. Um the way the way this works, I kind of have to explain this as well. So there are all these countries who's a part of the E two, and all of them give money to like a to like a big pot. And uh, each country here wants as much money back as possible because mm-hmm. they give money to the pot, and they then want to help their uh, local businesses apply to get the money back. So it's mm-hmm. it, it, it's a strong push from each country. To help their own get mm. money, so the kind of like the whole call it local help is also important here because you can get lots of help. Norway, for example, you get actually money to write the grant. So it's a grant writing grant that can be up to forty k just to wow. write the application. It's mm. crazy. So you can fund people just to write because you get money to do it. I mean. Mm. Uh, so it's a huge push to get those money back. Yeah, it sounds um, like it. Wow. But Pay that that's depending on that's depending on which which country you're in. Norway, mm-hmm. Nordics have more money to do those kind of things. If you go to other ones, they don't have that don't don't have that money. Mm-hmm. So again, navigating into all these kind of cultures and markets, you have to know know, know your way and, and which one should you go to and, and what's the what's the help you can get there. Yeah, and is there more of a push then on, like you said, so Norway, you know, they put the money in the pot, but then they want to go back and, you know, kind of go after their money to get it and they really want to fund. Is it more in-country, like internal projects or would it be, the priorities that Norway may have, even if nonprofits are in different countries, as long as they're meeting that, the priority, you know, that they have, is it more a priority focus or more country focus? It's a big, it's a big mix. (laughs) So there's no, there's no real answer there. I mean, EU has some guidelines and and they have some centralized uh, calls, Mm -hmm. Uh, but they also have tons of of, uh, local calls. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's really both of them. So EU has has more money, but um, yeah, one another example there is is quite fun. So there's one big call where the funding rates are dependent on where you're from. So it's the same pot, it's the same. Uh, you can send the same application, but mm-hmm. the amount of money you get is dependent on on the local terms. Mm-hmm. So that's makes it even more complex because in this world as well eu wants you to work with others from other markets so mm-hmm. eu want to st- want to stimulate that you get help or you work with others from mm-hmm. a different country so that that part makes it a whole partner game so lots of the grants in the eu it's about uh, how can i find a partner in a different country uh, that i need to get the grant to kind of meet the terms oh, wow. so one of the terms is mm-hmm. always to or most of the time there is a, like a, a fixed term on you need to be at least 
X amount of businesses from X amount of countries as well. Mm-hmm. So if, if finding the right call is challenge number one, challenge number two is kind of who should I apply with and how, how on earth do I find these people? So it's a huge, uh, almost a business in matching companies. There's tons of events we just go and speed date <laughs> to find <laughs> someone. <laughs> So there's not like a like a nonprofit umbrella or a business umbrella as far as is that well it sounds like there's kind of but maybe not really established it's more about networking events where you can then be like yeah. hey what are you doing can we partner up in some way we are things aligned right so yeah mm-hmm. I think for the for the NGOs eighty uh, percent mm-hmm. of the grants are local that means EU has twenty only. Uh, for the uh, for the NGOs, and if you go locally in each market, it's depending on the local rules and local uh, budget, local <laughs> the local language, and kind of everything local in there. But then, if you go it's local, it's country yeah, specific. country. Okay, but wow, that's yeah. interesting. So the EU actually has quite a bit of grants or um, money set aside then for businesses more so than NGOs. Uh, they have for both, really. I mean, when I say business, I can mean everything. I mean, organizations, okay. and, uh, unis, schools, institutions. Um, they, they have for every kind of really entity. Um, and in most of these grounds as well, you want you want a partnership with someone. So you need to kind of create a, create a group. And in that group, you can be multiple kind of entities. You can be. You can team up with a NGO. Can team up with a, a SME uh, and research a research institution. And it's really up to you to create a combination or a good team that kind of meets the the uh, demand or meets the call. Right. So if you are an NGO, lots of kind of the game on on how to maximize your funding in EU is finding so. What kind of group can I join? Is there mm-hmm. someone out there writing something where they need someone like me? Mm-hmm. And if you find that, they will do most of the work, to be honest. You can just sneak in and, 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 and do less work. Reap the benefits. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. So that's you, mm-hmm. yeah, lots of the whole partner game. So like a mm-hmm. big speed deck, you speed deck with tons of people and you, you, you with the goal of not just meeting one, you, you have a goal of meeting many. Wow, that's really interesting. It sounds like there's a lot of um, opportunity, room for opportunity on the tech side, as far as creating a better data system or database, as well as creating maybe a kind of platform, you know, for this type of speed dating, you know what I mean, or partnering, right? Yeah. So like a different kind yeah, of, sure. um, even like a membership, a, a main host or something, but almost like a dating app. I mean, in a way, it's kind of interesting to look at it like that. But if you put it, you know what I mean? And as far as like, here's yeah. my different sector, right? This is my sector or my industry. And then how can we connect kind of um, for funding opportunities? So it really does sound like mm. there's huge opportunities out there for this type of uh, tech development. And is that something, are you looking in at doing something with your awesome background in tech application and in funding and knowing grants? Is this something that you're looking at helping develop or, you know, business number seven? 
<laughs> business number seven. Yes, that's, that would probably be something in this field. Um, so I will start on the challenge number uh, challenge number one here. Like how how to find the right call, how to find if you should spend time on it. So the database kind of thinking that will be kind of the, my starting point. I have started with it, and that's just for my just just for me. So mm -hmm. I, I'm writing grants now for multiple businesses and, and I have on my own database, which I use to decide, should I go for it or should I not? So that's the mm -hmm. starting point of just making that kind of let others sneak in there. It's kind of the start. Mm -hmm. One other is an important aspect here is also to understand the chances of, of getting a grant varies from 1% to 30. So they are hit rates depending on the call. It's, it it's, right. uh, varies a lot, average about uh, three to five, I think, uh, percentage. But there are someone who goes up to 30. So that's a one critical piece of information you probably need to have before you decide to uh, go for it. Sounds like yeah. a huge competition, you know, as far yeah. as a three to five percent uh, success rate <laughs> I mean, or like opportunity sounds like hundreds of or hundreds of uh grant applications going in to be vetted so and it, it, how how are the grants vetted there how are they determined do they have panels in from different countries or does it just depend on the call as far as Depending what country on. is going to review the grants Depending on the call again, um, and it, it's so much, so many calls, and, and and there are so many ways of doing this. But the most used one is a panel. So you have a panel of experts. Um, like normally, it's three of them. You have a deadline, and you kind of normally just send it to three people who give a score, and you get this long list with a score, and it's they just do a cut based on that score. Like the top X percentage get it. Right. Kind, okay. of, kind of easy as that, but it's complicated, or it's a bit complicated actually after that as well, because uh, it's depending on how much money each uh, each country has. So you mm -hmm. kind of you 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 get a score a list mm -hmm. of scores, and you start on top, and you say, okay, this is the best score. Um, mm -hmm. Do the local um, funding institute have money to actually back it? Uh, if yes, they get it. If no, they, they kind of go to next one. So for me, then, if Norway doesn't have money, uh, it doesn't matter if I if, if I rate high because if one, Norway doesn't have money for me, uh, I won't get it. I I won't get anything, mm -hmm. despite the other ones uh, having money. So uh, one side note there: I, I I was actually once in a in we got funding once. Uh, we were a team. I think three companies and mm -hmm. uh, Norway had money left the second country had had money left and the third did not have any left so the result was we had to fund the third company ourselves otherwise we none of us would get anything so it really goes back to choosing the partners right understanding where are they from what's the possibility that country has to actually fund it if we get it, if we can get accepted, which makes it even more complex. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. that sounds like it. Cause then you're also maybe picking partners, maybe not the ones that align the most, but the ones that align enough and you know the country has the financial backing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, right. that's interesting. So do you happen then to focus more on internal country grants and, you know, awards in Norway specifically, so you don't have to go through this kind of uh, second party, if you will? No, I, I tend to do both of them. It's uh, you, you can scale it kind of a bit down if you go mm -hmm. locally uh, and you can scale it up if you go outside Norway. So I, I tend to want to do both of them. And I'm, I'm also picky about partners I choose. I kind of mm -hmm. do my work on, on uh, understanding both the partners and the financial situation of that mm -hmm. country has. So I, I kind of know what to expect, but also finding kind of picking the right. Um, and also mm -hmm. for me specifically, uh, we don't get the grant writing grant to write local grants. You just get that grant to write EU grants. Okay. Um, so we definitely, if you want to make sure we get some money, we do want to write EU grants because mm -hmm. then we have the grants, writing grants and, and, and the content we make to write EU grants, we can still use part of that content to write local grants. So it just makes sure we have money to do a proper job mm -hmm. to, do the, to do the EU part. Long answer, but um, I'm saying yes, both and uh, yes to both. Um, just tweak it and and do my work, work. Uh, kind of mm -hmm. do it the right, do it the right way. So, if there's somebody um, you know that's listening right now and they're in Europe and they're going, okay, well, I want to, you know, I'm working on being a grant writer. Should they be looking for those grants that award them to write grants? You know what I mean? To kind of get funding in the door for their consultancy so they can you know, build capacity and help other people without the agencies themselves paying them? Is that a strategy a lot of people use? Yes, it is. Okay. Many people. Is it uh, difficult? Uh, to get the grant, writing grants, it's quite yeah. easy, but it's depending on the local rules. But it, it's quite easy. But you, ha you have to, to send the application like the full one, and, and you have to make sure it's good enough. If it's not good enough, you have to meet some certain level there so you you have to do the work proper right. work and on sending the whole thing and you won't get your money until it's actually sent and and they say it's kind of good enough uh, so it's not oh, free so they, money it's right they pay you post grant yes post grant oh okay so it's not a thing of building up capacity per se it's more about you need to have the skill submit and then we'll pay you yeah, but you but you can you can apply before you start to write, so you know you will get in it in like oh. uh, in like half a year or three months. So it's mm -hmm. safe money if you just sure you will do the job. So it will help you that way, and and mm -hmm. uh, and so if you can live without money for some months, then mm -hmm. then it's kind of you're safe. Right. But the whole grant writing money, I mean, it's it's appealing, but it's really depending on the country and that's mm. that's that might change as well it's right. based on how much money they that country gets back from the from the eu uh, mm -hmm. i also believe norway has by far the biggest amounts there uh, mm -hmm. so if you want to come to norway the best country in the world you, you definitely should and you have a reason <laughs> as well um, it's on my list it is yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but it, it does fun and it does help us um mm -hmm. Sure. And are there is there a certain place people can go to find out more information about that? If they're interested in in that, they're that they're quite hidden. To be okay. Honest. But I can I can share. Uh, I can just Thank send some links. Sure. Yeah, we'll share that on the on the show notes, guys. So um, please do check yeah. that out. 
And yeah, I mean, that's really interesting. So, and another thing too is, okay, so if people are listening now and they might be like, oh my gosh, it just sounds too complicated to get money. You know, like what are some, you know, can you tell us also about like, what are some really awesome things that you've seen with the grants or maybe some solutions to some of these challenges? Uh, to the grant writing itself or, or to the um, to the projects that have been funded? Um, yeah, maybe maybe a little bit to both. So maybe some of the projects that you've seen get funded and that it's been really good. And then also for the grant writing itself, as far as like, is there a way, you know, is there kind of a solution um, as far as you, you know, you find the good partner, this is how you do it. It can be done. It is, it might be complex, but it can be done kind of a thing. So good solutions. So, so one, one stupid one, there are some really good events once a year or once every second year. You, uh, you host them um, and the, it's the meeting point. So if you go there, they have sp- they have sp- Redating, they have this database where you, you can match, that match with others. That's where I found most of my, my partners, to be honest, uh, at, at those those events. So if you want to go over here at some point, that's probably one of the events you should go to. Um, the meeting point is what it's called? Uh, no, I don't actually remember the name of it. I just went there and met people I've never Okay. <laughs> uh, if you could send me the I, link, that would be great. We can share. I can send you the link. So yeah, that's so EU, EU hosted official. This is how we want to spend the money, and please come here just to meet others. Um, nice. Those, uh, those official events. That's something you should do. There's also one. I just went mentioned one call for called Eurostars, which has a thirty percent success rate quite high and you can apply for lots of money as well um it's okay easy to apply there deadlines are twice uh, twice are uh, twice a year so you can send them more than once a year that's something you should explore as well and that's kind of the gold mine of of many working in in uh, in uh, this business here mm-hmm. uh, when it's uh, uh about the kind of projects that got funding i mean it's 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 so many one of the nicer things i'm working on right now i can just mention that is something for for cancer actually so it helps your body treat cancer without having any external medicine in Uh, it's um it's an old japanese uh japanese mushroom that kind of managed to do something with i'm not quite sure what they did with it but it just helps you fight cancer mm-hmm. uh, and it's, it, it it will be super cheap so the end the end result there is actually some affordable treatment for cancer and that's super cool to yeah that sounds like it work with so yeah that's uh thanks to eu oh fantastic yeah, there's just a lot of development with cancer. One, uh, one of the ladies that I work with, she works with a nonprofit that they do. They work with the dogs to detect cancer. So there's just mm-hmm. a lot of interesting, yeah, a lot of interesting cancer research going on. So I'm glad the EU has been involved with that. Very important. But okay, so that that's good to know then. So you'll share the link with us for the gold mine grant <laughs> as far as like the well, low-hanging fruit, right? This is what I like to call it. And even in the States, we have certain grants that are 
relatively, I wouldn't say easy to get, but I would say like you're noting the success rate is a lot higher, right? So there are certain grants like that too. So that would be great if you could share that. So maybe if people could go to the annual, you know, they're interested if they're in the EU or they're going to be there and they're interested in grant writing, they could definitely look into getting a grant to do the grant writing and then they could look into going to the annual or once every two year annual meeting that the EU puts on and then as well as looking at the higher success rate grants or the low hanging fruit if you will to really bolster their skills and just to get some money under their belt to really start and then of course we'll be awaiting you um, as far as um, you know in the next couple of years or the next year hopefully we can have you back on the show once you have your platform up and running and you can kind of give us a behind the scenes look at it I think a lot of people would be very interested in that for sure for sure that would be great. Well, thanks so much, Gara. It's been so awesome having you on the show today. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we close out? No, I, I think this show is fantastic. So this was my, I think my first source of uh, goldmine information. So Yay. keep up your, please keep up your show and, and uh, share the world all your fantastic knowledge. Thank you so much. I so appreciate that. And you have just helped this show even grow more in expertise. So we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Do you want to join the Changemaker Tribe and get courses, downloadable checklists, samples of awarded grants, behind the scenes live Q&A with myself and the tribe and discounts on grant services? Be sure to join the Changemaker membership at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash membership. Thank you for listening to this grant writing and funding podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time. For more questions, email Holly at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com or visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com. 